0: There, and welcome to another week of Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimek, and it's so awesome to be with you. You're not going to believe this, but I have a chair, an open chair, sitting at my table right here. And you're here. That's perfect. Let's sit down and let's talk about Jesus for the next 30 minutes. Um, kind of an interesting show today. Uh, I'd like to believe they're all interesting. <laughs> but today, you know, w- one of the things I like to do, whether it's in this program or in my daily email reflection I, I like to try to key on the gospel reading, or the the first reading, the daily mass readings, primarily the gospel, and and if nothing hits me there, and I'm not I'm not saying that there's not always something that hits me because there is. There's always a message, there's always a takeaway from the gospel, but sometimes, for the purposes of of this show. I I mean all the time actually I ask the Holy Spirit w- what do you want me to talk about or what best suits your needs because I have an idea what you need um, I don't know everything about you obviously but I I know from the emails I get the kind of stuff you're looking for and the kind of the kind of stuff that I uh, promote when it comes to my show I, I promise hope I mean my goal is to give you hope help you get out of the bed and know that you're going to make it through this day with the help of the Lord. That's that's what I want to do for you. So in the gospel, it doesn't always, sometimes the gospel might not contain a message that I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to share with you on, you know, on my daily show. And I'll go to the first reading, I'll go to the responsorial psalm. Um, sometimes I'll look elsewhere. Sometimes I'll look in one of my books uh, at, a, at a particular verse. But But today's gospel was it was intriguing. Let me just say that it was intriguing. It's a familiar story. It's one that you've probably heard before, but there was a detail that I never noticed before, which is the beautiful thing about Scripture. You know, um, when you read Scripture, God is speaking to you, either through the words of Jesus or through the words of the prophets or through some other source. We believe as Catholic Christians that God speaks to us through the Bible, and and because it's a conversation, because he is speaking, it's not just like we're reading an old book. It, it it looks the Bible looks like a book, but that's a dynamic message to us from the Lord. We open the Bible, he speaks to us. Um because it's dynamic, many times you'll reread something that you've read a hundred times before, and and a new message will come forth out of that those familiar words. That that happened to me today. You know, or a detail. Do you ever read a, a, a passage of scripture? And, and there's a detail you never noticed before. And you think, wow, how did I miss that all these years? Well, that happened today. So, and, and I'll share what it is after after we're done the uh, our opening prayer. That happened today as I read the gospel, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it. Then all of a sudden something popped into my head. And okay, so now I got this detail, and I don't know what, why do I have this detail? Where do I go with that? But it's something that I never noticed before. So therefore, I'm thinking, well, the Lord wants me to talk about it. So If if, truth be told, here's what happened. I started to write about it in my daily email reflection about this detail, and I didn't know what the point was. I just knew that I never heard this before, and it's kind of interesting, and I think the Lord wants me to talk about this. So as I wrote the daily email reflection, it became apparent, at least in my mind, the point that I feel the Lord wants me to share with you. If you've already read my daily email reflection, you know what the point is, but this this show gives me the opportunity to maybe expand on it a little bit and talk more about it, and and share my thoughts on this detail and and the story in general, and, and why it should give you hope. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to give you hope because look, we're we are all prone to one degree or another to discouragement or even full blown hopelessness or despair. It can happen to any of us. You turn on the news, you look around you, you wake up. You feel the pain in your body. There's issues going around on, on in your life. Any number of reasons can cause us to think this is hopeless. This is never going to work out. You have a loved one who is ill. You know any any number of different things can possibly happen, which could cause you to um, to, to 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 lose hopelessness. Now I got to to be, become hopeless. I got to warn you. The, that was the clothes dryer, if you heard that in the background. It's one of the disadvantages of doing the show from your house. Um, my wife and my daughter happen to be out now, but they left the clothes dryer on. But the good news is that the buzzer doesn't only beep once or buzz once. It buzzes at least two or three times. So that's not, you're going to hear that again. I apologize for that. I should have shut it down before before I started the show, but this is just one of the examples of uh, one of the, the shortcomings of be, being able to do the show of doing the show from your home. So I apologize in advance for any f- further buzzing that you're going to hear on, on the program. But getting back to that uh, hopelessness, you know, we wake up and we think, oh, I can't believe it. I don't want to get out of bed because this problem is still not resolved. What the heck am I going to do? My goal with this show is to give you evidence why you should get out of bed And why you should confidently face the day, because the Lord is not going to desert you. And, And that's really what the message I want to bring forth. And it's a message that is absolutely realistic. You know, you're going to run into people who will tell you, well, that's not being realistic. Let me tell you, putting your money on God is more realistic than anything else you can do in your life. He will come through in the best way possible. Bottom line, that's the end of the story. And he doesn't come through always in the way we want, but he comes through in the best way possible. I firmly believe that with all my heart. I firmly believe it with all my heart. And uh, and that's why I convey this message to you. So I'm going to keep looking at the readings every day until I get a message that will give you hope. You know, I was listening to somebody the other day, and I know we haven't officially started the show yet because we haven't prayed, but I this comes in my head, so I'm going to share it. Who was talking about a, um, an upbeat Christianity and why that's not a good thing? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely disagree with that. Our Christian faith should be upbeat. It should be filled with hope, while at the same time recognizing the cross and the suffering that is part of daily life. That's the paradox of Christianity, and I believe it is an upbeat faith. Does it involve suffering? Sure. Life involves suffering. But through Jesus Christ and the power given to us through the sacraments and the graces received through prayer, it is possible to be at peace even while facing the challenges of daily life. And you know what? If that doesn't make you upbeat and joyful, I don't know what will. You know, joy is not a feeling. Joy is a response to the presence of God in our lives. And that joy comes from the Holy Spirit. So no matter what's going on around me, the difficulties, the challenges, in St. Paul's case, even imprisonment, I can choose to rejoice. Why? Not because everything might be going according to my wishes, not because I have no problems in my life, but I can choose to rejoice because of God's constant presence in my life. And that is the message that I have dedicated my life to. I am not being overdramatic. I'm going on 10 years of full-time ministry, and there were sacrifices involved. I'm sitting in a house that is very, very, very small. We gave up a lot when it came to following the Lord's plan for not just my life, but for the life of my family. We gave up a lot. But you know what? It is the best decision that we ever made. My wife, my kids, they're going to back me up on that. Yeah, there's crosses. There's crosses. And there are additional crosses sometimes when it comes to being a Christian. But every time the Lord gives you a cross, He not only gives you the grace to endure and to carry that cross, He gives you the grace to experience joy while you're carrying that cross. So yes, our Christian faith should make us upbeat. It should make us hopeful. It should make us happy. So that even though that what even though what's going on around us is sometimes not pleasant, that joy within is what keeps us going. So there, I said it. Right, can you tell I'm fired up today? Pretty good for a Monday, don't you think? Anyway, how about if we pray? Let's pray. Let's turn to our unbelievably wonderful Father in Heaven, and let's talk to Him for a little bit, okay? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, man, Father in Heaven, as as you can tell, I'm a little pumped up today, which is good. I like to be pumped up when I do this show. You know why, Father? Because, first of all, I'm getting to have a conversation with the God of the universe, which is a pretty big privilege, and also, Father, I am so excited to be able to talk about you, to share the words of your Son Jesus, and to ask for the Holy Spirit to come alive in us as we do this program, I'm very excited about that. So, Father, first of all, thank you, thank you for bringing us to this day. If it was not for your, um, if it was not for your provision, we would cease to exist. So, the fact that we are here means that you are providing for us. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for allowing us to have a conversation with you whenever we would like. Thank you for listening to our needs. Thank you for giving us the ability to request what we need. It's something that you commanded us to do. You commanded us to ask for what we need. You told that. Jesus told us that. He said, ask your Father to provide for your needs. So we do that now, Father, we ask you to provide for all of our needs. We ask you, Father, to help us, to strengthen us, to avoid committing any sin this day. We pray for the grace, Father, to value your will above our own will. And we pray, Father, for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit right now. Please fill us, open our hearts and our minds so that we can be receptive to the message that you have for us and ready to put it into practice in our lives. Finally, Father, I ask you to give me the words. Technically, this is my show. That's what, the, that's what it says in the advertising for the podcast. But you and me both know this is not my show. This is your show. I couldn't do anything without you. You've given me the listeners. You've given me the ability. You've given me the message, the desire, I should say, to deliver the message. Now I'm really counting on you, Father, through your Holy Spirit, to give me the message. I need the words, Father. I don't want to mess this up. What I do here is too important. Anytime I get to talk about you or say that I am speaking on your behalf, I don't want to mess this up. Please, Father, give me the words today so that I can deliver your message. I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ your son and our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit God forever and ever amen in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen and I'm not kidding about that I know what I can do on my own and it's not much <laughs> I've seen it um, every now and then the Lord reminds me he lets me he re, he helps me but he kind of sits back you know what I mean he sits back and lets me flounder a little bit and it's then that I remember yep I can't do much on my own, Lord, so thank you. And and that's why I ask Him. I don't want to mess this up. I, I, I don't just want to come here and uh, and teach, open a book and teach. This is what the church teaches. No, I, I, wanna, I want the Lord to speak through me. And yeah, I, 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 I want to convey what the church teaches, but I want to do it in a practical and easy to understand way so that you know what I'm saying and you can put it into practice in your life. And me too. Because when I'm when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to myself, too. And I really do, do feel the Lord speaks to me through me. I, I really do. And I can feel it when it happens. So uh, thank you for praying with me. I really appreciate it. My name is Gary Zimick. This is Following the Truth. This is a brand new week uh, on the program. I'm so glad to have you with me. For more information about my work, you can visit my website, followingthetruth.com. The new book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I was talking to the publisher last week. That is due, I believe it's going to be in uh, the Word Among Us warehouse sometime this week. So the, the book is just about out. And I'm guessing I will have my copy sometime the following week. Amazon is reporting September the 28th release date. That is a very cautious release date, according to the publisher. They, they set it later than... Um, they set it intentionally late, and there's that has to do with the internal workings of Amazon. So, in other words, if you order the book, you're probably going to get it earlier than September the 28th. But due to Amazon's warehouse restrictions and all the stuff that they have to do to make sure the book is ready to be sent out, that date is used. And I, I don't get into the internal stuff; I don't really understand it. But I want to I want to point out one thing, and this is uh, this is on my. I've been putting this in my daily email reflection for the past couple of days. If you order the book now, if you pre-order from the Word Among Us, directly from the Word Among Us Press, you'll get a 20% discount on the book. It's $11 and something with the discount, which is a pretty good deal. As far as I know, that's a better deal than Amazon is offering. And you're going to get it as soon as it comes out. It comes right, you order from the Word Among Us, you are, you're going to get it right from the publisher, so if you're, you know, I, one of these days I will put a link on my on my website. I do not have this yet on my website, but as we are talking, I want to get this to you because I don't want to mess this up. I think it's wau.org. Am I right about this? Let me see if I, yes, w, wau.org is the word among us website and if you go on there and um you search for my name z-i-m-a-k you should be led to the book i think you know you know what you have to good thing i worked on this in advance you have to click on books first and then i'm looking to see they told me that the website leaves a lot to be desired which is not encouraging so if you go to the w a u w a Now if you're in the if you get my daily emails, you will automatically have a link to this new book Journey with God. And let me see how I get this. If you go to books and enter Z I M A K you will get Journey with God. There you go. And it's a 1116 20% discount. So if you have any questions, just shoot me an email and I can give you the link to it. Um, I was told, though, you got to be careful the search words you use in the website because it's not a good website. So they're working on it. Uh, anyway, I thought you should know that. Okay, so followingthetruth.com is my website. If you want to order my new book at the 20% discount directly from the publisher, wau.org is the place to go. Any questions? Gary at followingthetruth.com. Okay, the gospel. It comes from Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. The gospel has to do with the centurion, which is uh, a very powerful um, leader, a very powerful leader who is responsible for many soldiers, a hundred soldiers, that's why he's known as a centurion. He's got a servant, sometimes referred to as a slave, who is sick. And he sent word to Jesus that his servant is sick and needs to be healed. So let's read it. You've heard this story before, but I'm going to read it and then I'll share the detail that I never noticed before. Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. When Jesus had finished all his words to the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave who was ill and about to die and he was valuable to him. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him asking him to come and save the life of his slave. They approached Jesus. And strongly urged him to come, saying he deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was only a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word. And let my servant be healed for I too am a person subject to authority with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one go and he goes and to another come here and he comes and to my slave do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this he was amazed at him and turning said to the crowd following him. I tell you not even in Israel have I found such faith when the messengers returned to the house they found the slave in good health. and Now, now you, you've heard this story, and the centurion's words are, are are recognized as part of the Mass. When we receive Holy Communion, prior to receiving Holy Communion, and we pray, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Um, that is a, a reference to the centurion's words in, in the Bible from this particular um from this particular Bible passage. So, so we're familiar with the story. So what's the detail? What's the detail that I never noticed before? Well, here it is. And, and I'll, then I'll explain this to you. Um, I'll explain this to you and, and how I went through it. The detail is that the centurion never comes in contact with Jesus. And that's a detail that can be missed unless you read it closely. And that's the thing that hit me today. It's like, wow, I always thought that he was face-to-face with Jesus saying this to him. Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. You don't have to come to my house. But he never had contact with Jesus. If we read this, initially, he sends the elders. He said elders of the Jews to him asking Jesus to come and heal his slave or his servant. They approached Jesus, delivered the message, and Jesus was on his way. But then what happened? When he was only a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell Jesus, Lord, don't trouble yourself. You don't even have to come under my roof. I'm not worthy. But only say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus was blown away with this guy's faith and humility. I mean, you know, a centurion's a pretty important guy. He's a powerful figure. But he was humble enough to recognize that he needed somebody's help. He needed the help of Jesus. And he was willing to give him a chance. This guy wasn't a Jew. He was an outsider. But somehow he believed in Jesus, that Jesus could heal his servant. And he was so humble that he said, I'm not even worthy for you. I'm a powerful guy, but I'm not even worthy for you to enter my house. And Jesus healed this servant without ever setting foot in the house. So as far as we know, Jesus never met the centurion, and he never met the servant he healed. But by his word, this individual was completely healed. What's the takeaway? Now, you know, again, I said, I I got that message, and I said, where do I go with this? It's, It's pretty cool thing that I never noticed before, but is there a reason I'm supposed to notice this, Lord? Because sometimes you notice something, you say, I never noticed that before, but so what? You know, and that's what I was wondering, but I thought something about this intrigued me. So here's what I got out of this. Even if you never see Jesus in person, in the flesh, you know, you don't see him. You, you didn't live 2,000 years ago. You don't see him walking around, Through the streets healing people. You didn't see what he looked like. So you're never going to see his body, the fleshly body of Christ. Sure, as Catholics, we believe in the Eucharist, he's there body, blood, soul, and divinity. So that white host, that's Jesus. But you don't see him like they saw him 2,000 years ago. And maybe you're in a position where you're unable to get out of your house to get to, to church, so you don't even see him in the Eucharist. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're incapable of leaving the home. Maybe you're in the hospital. And you wish that Jesus could come and touch you and heal you. Here's why this story is so powerful. That detail, that missing detail that I never noticed before. This is documented proof that Jesus doesn't even need to be in the room with you or lay hands on you in order to heal you. It's just a matter of His Word. And if you offer up a prayer today and say, Jesus, please heal me, and I'll extend it to anything you need. You got a problem, present it to Jesus. With the same faith that that centurion had, it doesn't matter what you feel. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I don't feel it. Well, I don't feel it either when I pray sometimes, but I do it. See, when you don't feel it and you pray anyway, saying, Lord, help me fix this unfixable problem, Lord. That's stepping out in faith. That's acting on faith. Faith isn't certainty. Faith is trusting and hoping, even though you're not 100% sure. That's faith. So when you offer that prayer, no matter how you feel, you're exercising your faith. So what I'm saying today, based on this example, no matter where you are, even if Jesus isn't physically in the room with you, but if you talk to him, he can be there spiritually. He is there spiritually right now, if you talk to him. But based on this story, just by his word, you can be healed. Will you be healed in exactly the way you expect? We talked about this a few weeks ago. I don't know. But you can be assured of one thing. The healing might not come as fast as you like. The healing might not come in the way you like. But that healing you get is right on time and it's the exact healing that you need. I would stake my life on that. I had some things happen today in my life, very positive things, developments, things I've been praying about for years. And today, after a long time of looking like this is never going to happen, we never stop praying for these things. But a bunch of things just started falling in place today, family-type things. And I cannot stop being grateful. I cannot stop being grateful to the Lord for what He's done. You know? It's all good stuff. It is all good stuff. And I would assure you that just like Jesus healed the centurion servant, even though he wasn't physically present in the room, he can heal you or grant you what it is that you need. Again, I am not saying you will get exactly what you want because sometimes we ask for things, even healings, that are not the most beneficial thing for our spiritual life, for our salvation. God's role, and, I, and I've talked about this with you before, so, you, you know, we're friends, we can, we can speak honestly. His goal is not to make you comfortable. His goal is to get you to heaven. Sometimes that requires a little discomfort, right? A little discomfort. You could still have peace, even in the middle of that discomfort. You know, so, I, I just hope this inspires you today, this story. No matter where you are, you can ask Jesus today, To help you with whatever you're facing. And to grant you the healing or the request that you need. Keep asking. Okay. Keep asking. Knowing that he hears and answers every prayer in the right way and in the right time. I know it involves faith. But even if your faith isn't as strong as the centurions who we read about today. You can still imitate him. By boldly asking for whatever it is that you need, and I know that the Lord will hear and answer in the right way at the right time. So there you go. That's my message for today. Um, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me. It's a good story, isn't it? It's it. Uh, you know, it's all these stories—they're they're feel-good stories, even though the details sometimes aren't maybe exactly what we want to hear. So you know, the details are a little painful or a little uh, what seems to be harsh. But but Jesus gives us what we need. He gives us what we need both through his word in the Bible and, and in our lives. And Sometimes what we need is maybe not what we want to hear But it's all good news I I totally see why this is called good news Hey, if you have questions, Gary at Following the Truth is my email address If you would like to help me sustain my ministry I could use your financial help Um, Donations have been low for the past couple weeks So if you're able to help out, you know I would Please please understand that I really do need your help And I would really appreciate it Followingthetruth.com is the place to go Just click on Donate and you can donate securely through PayPal All right? gotta run thanks for hanging out with me god willing i'll be back with you tomorrow on following the truth take care now